Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 115. We are moving into a school bus. This is episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hillica. And before I even start, I want to first apologize. Um, I announced my next Relief and Grief workshop, and I opened up the registration for October 6th through the 8th, and then I realized that life was too overwhelming for me at the moment, and I needed to push it off a bit. I already had women signed up for it, and so I had to reach out to them and let them know, and it was really hard for me to acknowledge that I couldn't do it right now, even though like I kept thinking that I'll just push through it and just do it anyways. And do you want to know what made me change my mind? Um, in relief and grief, I give so much to these moms who come to it. I hold space, I encourage and teach. And it's truly an amazing three days together. I always want to be able to give to these women who trust me enough to join this three-day workshop and so I do the work and take care of myself emotionally so I can hold that space. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that if I hosted Relief and Grief October 6th through the 8th. So I moved it to the end of October, the 27th to the 29th. So if you heard on my last podcast about registration, it's actually going to be in a few more weeks before we start. So stay tuned. And today's episode is all about why I moved the dates to the end of October. We are moving into a school bus. <laughs> I know it's kind of a crazy thing, and this doesn't really have anything to do with grief per se in the way of the tools like that I help you, that I can give you to help you. It's more of a personal story, but it's all wrapped up in my own grief journey as well, so I wanted to share it on here. When Aria died, one of the biggest things that I learned was that death can happen at any moment. In one instant... Someone you love can be gone. I used to think that those kinds of things happen to other people, that just some story you hear about someone else's life. And now, here we were with it being our story. Our daughter died. And I realized none of the rest of my family is exempt. My husband is not exempt. And neither am I. It took me a lot of inner work and processing my grief and pain to get to a place where I could enjoy life, which, by the way, is all the work that I do is helping you do that so you don't have to do it all alone. But I wanted to learn how to live again because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and I want to live. I want to have a connection with my kids and be present for them. I definitely am not always this way. I'm far from perfect. I mess up constantly. And I do it wrong all the time, but this is what I strive for. So long story short, two years ago, I was reading a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. 
I don't even really remember much about the book, except that it sparked the idea and possibility in my mind of actually following through on a dream. We had discussed before how fun it would be to be able to travel the country with our kids and like (laughs) traveling in a school bus. Wouldn't that be so fun to travel the country, make it into a motorhome? But this dream seemed impossible. First, it was scary to even voice it because what if we started talking about this crazy dream that we have and or that I had at the moment and what we're going to do in our plans, like we want to go on a school bus and then it doesn't work out. And what is everybody going to think of us? What would everyone say? Like, well, see why you're trying to do something that you shouldn't even try. Like, come on, didn't you know that's impossible? Come on, don't you know that you don't try to do that stuff? So it was really scary to even voice um, the dream, but I have found that it's so important to start taking those steps to voice the dream. But the other thing was that we are not set up at all to be remote. I do this work that I do with Gravy Moms Remote. It's all at home, in your home, you, you stay at home. But at this point, this work that I do is not in a place to support our family. And Justin was in a nine to five engineering job that was treating him really well. And so it was really, really like, how in the world would we even do that? How would we work? How would we, you know, how do we even buy a bus? How do we even start to do whatever? The whole thing felt really overwhelming and impossible. The reason we kept going through with it was I kept discussing with Justin that what if we wait until our kids are all grown and out of the house. We can wait until we're 60 or older, but there's no guarantee that we will have good health or even be in a position to build a bus. This is something we've learned with Aria's death is we only have this moment right now and we don't know if we'll even, what if me or Justin isn't even alive at that age? Like We don't know if that's even a possibility for us. And I also know that it's something that I would regret if we didn't at least try it out. So when I first brought it up, I said, let's do it for three months. And Justin was like, well, if we can do it for three months, why wouldn't we do it for a year? And so that's our plan. That's what we're doing. It's taken two years. And when we first started, I wanted it to happen the next month. But dreams take time. If I would have known it would take two years, I'm not sure I would have started, but If you have a dream or something you want to do, start right now. Something small every single day is seriously how you get your dreams. In those two years, we bought a school bus from Arizona and drove it up to Minnesota. We gutted the bus to the frame. Justin raised the roof 14 inches. He quit his full-time nine-to-five job and started his own engineering design business. We've had a baby, number seven. We've built the inside of the bus to a motorhome style, including a toilet, shower, kitchen, bunk beds, our own bedroom and living room, along with running water and solar powered electricity. It's been constant state of learning and trying to figure out the next step. It's definitely not been easy. It's pushed me in so many ways like that I wouldn't have known were possible. And I look at the bus and wonder how in the world we're almost done, like every single thing that has been done. And so as to why I'm not doing Relief and Grief October 6th through the 8th, this week is our last week of working on the bus before we bring it into the shop to have some work done. And then we get it back, we're hitting the road. So I have been working on the bus 
day and night in between taking care of kids and all the other things that I do right now. But for a while, it's felt like a marathon that will never end. Like sometimes your dreams have a lot of hard work that they're not always fun. Like the last couple of weeks haven't been fun. It's been more like one step in front of the other, just have to get this done, focusing on the next thing I have to do because I'm ready to be done. Like <laughs> I want to be done with this thing, but I still have to do it. And it just is the marathon that will never end. It's It just keeps going and going and going. And now I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I know I'm working in a way that's drained for me and I can't keep this up forever. But now the end is in sight and I can't wait to get back to focusing on you moms in my community, those listening to the podcast in relief and grief, taking on more one-on-one coaching clients and really being fully present for you again. But I cannot do that fully when I am so drained from what I'm doing right now. And so that's why I had to push relief and grief off because seriously, every moment is just focused on getting this bus done. So in one and a half to two weeks, we will move into the school bus, Justin and I and our six kids and travel the country. And I've gotten a few questions, so I just wanted to answer them here. So are you homeschooling your kids? Yes, we have homeschooled them always, except for one year we lived in a small townhouse and the boys went to school for that year. I am very interested in learning and I want to let my kids learn and grow in the ways that they're excited about and like really keep learning fun in our lives. While we are on the bus, I think everything will be a learning experience um, just by the nature of what we're doing. There's so much opportunity for learning, but I also believe that play is so important for kids. Uh, after Aria died, we took our kids to play therapy because play is almost like a forgotten, forgotten beautiful thing, even for adults. So it's so important for kids, but it's also so important for us, especially as grieving moms. I know you don't feel like playing. You're like, what's the point? I don't feel like playing. I don't have that free joy in me to be able to play, but bringing play back into your life and into my kids' life, um, just really creating play culture in our family is so important. So I lean more towards unschooling and following my kids' lead, and I'm amazed how constant their learning is, um, even when I don't push them to do something. Like, I really I really have to let my kids lead, and when they start, you know, being interested in something, to follow that lead. So where are you traveling? We are planning on going for a year, um, but that's fluid with circumstances. We don't really know everything in this whole experience is going to be fluid. We might not like living in a, this bus. We might not like doing it, but we don't know that if we don't try it out. So we are going east, middle of the U.S. first, and then going to Florida and all along the south for the winter then kind of through Utah and the coast, West Coast in spring and summer. And that's just kind of a general idea. We had originally thought we would go to Alaska for the summer, but I don't know if that's going to work out. So it's just really fluid and kind of a general idea of what we're going to do. Uh, do you have your places all booked? Nope, <laughs> we have nothing booked. Nothing is booked at this point. We are planning on boondocking as much as possible, but hopefully we'll be able to find places. I don't know. We have no idea what to expect or like 
if finding a place to park is going to be hard or not. I know that RV parks have been a lot busier um, just because so many people are doing that. But quite honestly, I'm not <laughs> really one bit interested in going to an RV park. I'm not interested in in going to a place with a bunch of people. Um, we would prefer boondocking or like state parks where there's more room or like more nature. That's kind of the whole point of it for us is getting out into nature. So that's kind of what we'll be planning on and we'll see what happens. I don't know. Boondocking is just parking somewhere. Um, you don't need hookups or anything. You're just going wherever that we have our own water tanks and solar. So we don't need those hookups. How did you get your husband on board? Justin was very hesitant right away. He didn't see how it could work out right away. He's like, nah, that's not going to work. Like, nah, I don't, you know, he didn't understand. He's like, no, asking questions. How are we going to make it happen? He was way more hesitant because he didn't know how he'd do it for work to provide for our family. But I just kept talking to him about it, bringing it up, dreaming about it, getting excited about it with him. And eventually he could see the dream too. And he is totally on board now. And also this pushed him to start out on his own um, in his work, which he's wanted to do for a long time. And it's been such a blessing for our family in so many ways. And he loves it. How much does building a bus cost? So this one is going to be very different for everyone. You can do it very cheaply. You can do it very like inexpensively. Um, but I guess we didn't. So when we started out, we heard numbers like 20 to $30,000. Um, that was kind of the idea that was in our mind, but we haven't really kept track and I really should go back through all the receipts to figure out exactly how much it costs. I would, like, it'd be interesting. Um, kind of the general idea that we've had is like about $40,000. And so I'm kind of assuming we're off by a bit. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know, just somewhere maybe around $50,000, but we would have to go through and like go through all of our bank records and everything to figure out exactly how much it was because we did not really keep track. So only 20 grand or 30 grand more than what we're expecting. So kind of a, kind of a big thing, but I'm thankful that it's all been working out and I think you can easily do it way cheaper than we did, especially if you're a planner and a researcher, but we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. And there's some things that I just bought because it was too overwhelming or too much to try to find the cheapest or anything. It's just like easier to just buy something and move along to the next thing instead of stressing about every single item. So that's how it is for us. Um, I really think you can do it a lot cheaper than we did in so many ways. Um, but anyways, so are you selling your house? We sold our home three years ago. It's been three years and we've been renting ever since. And when we started looking for a place to do our bus in, my parents' basement apartment uh, opened up and they have land and space to do our bus. And it's been an amazing place to be able to do this. So it's really worked out well for us and we have sold everything and we'll be down to only what's in our bus. Like everything we own is going to be with us in our bus. And I am really excited to get to totally that point. There's still some things that we have that aren't coming with us. And so that's going to be another process of getting rid of that stuff. But I 
I'm so excited about that, about having very little because I don't know, it was an interesting process going through getting rid of things and realizing how attached we get to things. Um, it was just kind of a challenge for me and I, I enjoyed the challenge of getting rid of stuff. So we will have a few things that my mom and dad will be keeping for us in their house, but it's literally a few items and they're mainly related to Aria's things, her clothes and some other things of hers. So this was, it was hard, but I feel so freeing and it's, I just really, really like it. So it'll be just us in our bus with nothing else. And uh, I just, I like that feeling. So I hope this episode gives you encouragement to live your own dream, your own version of following your dreams. It's easy to hear about what someone else is doing in their life and think, well, good for them. But they had this and this and this, like all the reasons why they could do it. And then maybe that you can't, like, I can't do that because they had all this help and they had that and they had this resources and that. And I just want to offer to you that those are just thoughts your brain is giving you, that there are always ways for you to follow your dreams one step at a time. And you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. In fact, you can't have it all figured out. There's absolutely no way. When we started our bus, we had no clue how we were going to do it. The number one question people asked me was like, oh, so Justin must be working remote. I was like, nope, <laughs> he does not work remote. He has a nine to five job. And people are like, oh, sorry, you're going to do it. I'm like, I, I don't know. We're figuring it out. <laughs> we're on our way to figuring it out. We'll figure it out. And guess what? We figured it out. So you just have to start. I really believe you just start, take a step, and the next step will open up to you. At the heart of everything, none of us knows when our last days are, and maybe some of you are just wishing and waiting for your last days to be here, and I see you in that space as well. I know I know what that feels like, and I know how hopeless that feels, and I also hope that you can see this as hope. That's a lot of hope <laughs> in one sentence, but I hope that you can learn to live with child loss, that you can learn, and that you can have dreams and excitement in your life because you know that death can come at any moment and that you want to live now. So, I mean, that's my own experience with Aria's death. And maybe that's not going to be your experience, but I want to offer that to you as a possibility and as an option. And so thanks for letting me share my story of our bus is something we're very excited about. Um, it's really a big thing. It's been a big dream in our lives and something we've worked so hard towards and for. And at the same time, as we're preparing to go in our bus, it's I'm incredibly nervous to actually get on the road with so many unknowns and so many things we have no idea what to expect. So that's kind of the whole journey for us right now. And keep your eye out for relief and grief coming up in a few weeks. Um, so we'll be on the road when we're doing it. So that'll be exciting. And make sure you join this time because your life is worth living and you are worth it, my friend. Until next week, take care. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast 
and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.